Hi, you're listening to Wellbeing and I'm Katie Jane. I'm so pleased that you're listening in. Thanks for being here. Today I'm so thrilled because I have a beautiful woman having a conversation with me today on the podcast, Natasha. And Natasha is the founder of Nourish Melbourne. And I think that most people will have heard of Nourish Melbourne being a very large online hub. It's a for holistic practitioners, it's a wellness membership site. Um, and Natasha has, well, I'm going to toss it over to her in a minute to introduce herself, but she's, um, yeah, incredible in the way that she has put Nourish Melbourne together and brought so many wellness practitioners into this online hub as um, such a beautiful membership site and way for people to access services from so many wonderful wellness people. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha is also a meditation teacher and yeah it's just beautiful to have a conversation with her today because um, yeah just passionate about all things health and wellness and well-being so on this podcast being a well-being and also around the theme that's so much of my heart at the moment around mental health and emotional well-being. And so I really am delighted to talk to Tash because I know with her practice in meditation and how she loves to teach meditation as well, it'll be really nourishing to listen to us talk about that as well. So Tash, thank you so much for being here. Did you want to just do a little intro of yourself? <laughs> Thanks, Katie. I'm just sitting here smiling as a you know, nodding to everything you're saying. <laughs> acknowledging the wonderful work you do and obviously you know you've got that need and desire to be of service as well and um, yeah this is what brought me to creating Nourish Melbourne Um, Mm. I came from a a, let's go back to I guess university and my studying days I've always been interested in health so I I have a health sciences degree and studied nutrition and and movement, um, but that urge to or pull to be there as a practitioner or otherwise wasn't there. And I ended up working in marketing, uh, I guess, in corporate, you know, in finance and then in um, education in the public sector and um, a few other places. So, um, and in more so traditional marketing, but my, yeah. my passion, my I guess that pull was always well-being or health. Yeah. And, and it's something that's been there, I think, because, well, I think I know, because, you know, I grew up with um, seeing my parents go through illness from a young age. So mm-hmm. as as long as I, from the moment I was born, my, my dad already had uh, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And my mum, my mum, when I was eight, got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and uh, she's still living with that. Um, my father passed away a few years ago now from diabetes complications. And it's something, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think is a serious um, life threatening illness, but there are so many other cofactors that can, you know, affect yeah. the human body when it comes to having diabetes as an underlying factor. So Absolutely. I grew up, you know, Thanks for you know, sharing that, Tash. Yeah. You know, I guess them both decline in health. And actually, you know, I know you're an advocate and so passionate about mental health. And, and I watched my father when I was 15 and 16 years old. He, um, yeah, suffered a mental health episode, which was 
um, quite quite scary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost the dad we knew and, yes, he came out of that, but it was frightening, especially being, for me, I was 15 then. I really had nowhere near the understanding I do of it now. Mm. And... Yeah, so having watched him decline in health, um, watching mum, you know, mum is now in assisted living in a in a nursing home, and really she's the youngest person there, even though she's um, she's seventy six. Um, you know, she's still the youngest person there, and he's only there because of her, um, her inability to take care of herself physically. Yeah. So this, I guess, this. Um, urge and pull to well-being has is, is kind of been my message always, but it's only slowly been uncovered through growing up, mm. um, through kind of working in corporate and thinking this is just not, not um, fulfilling in any way. Mm. I know there's more. You know that knowing, you know there's more. Yeah, that knowing. That job I was in and started Nourish as a blog. Um, and in terms of work, I was, I kept doing some marketing work, but as, as a, you know, a sole trader, I was helping out friends or friends of friends in uh, marketing plans and social media. I was even involved with the initial setup of um, Smiling Mind, the app. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Media and, you know, so I guess I became connected with quite a few people in the wellness space. Another one, um, you know, and one giant mind from that time, yeah. you know, app and, you know, we connected with Laura and Johnny and, you know, that's another way I found out about meditation and all of these holistic lifestyle, um, you know, ways of living started to become very, very interesting to me. And it's not, it's not what you are traditionally training when you go through university, even in a health sciences degree, it's very, it's quite clinical, but, I, I was so charmed by it and mm. it started this love for wanting to share with more people, you know, that these ways of living are preventative health measures. Yes. It's the ways I kind of think, wow, if my parents knew about this, would it, would they have, you know, gone down that path of becoming unwell but not really finding the root cause mm. and, you know, viewing it as, what's something I have to live with and, um, you know, going through that suffering of it, suffering, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I feel like this is, you know, why I'm here to kind of spread this message. So the blog started and it mm-hmm. was about sharing information. You know, I'd interview a naturopath or a, um, a um, osteopath or a uh, Reiki healer or even someone who made organic skincare, you know, all these ways that we can support our well-being um, environmentally through what we eat. But then the part about what we think and mm-hmm. meditation was something that was very new to me. And I also slowly grew that, I guess, um, charm and attachment to it, knowing that there was something more powerful about this, you know, than, than I previously known and I learned Vedic meditation with Laura the same yeah. Laura who you learned beautiful with. Laura yeah <laughs> four and a half years since I learned and I just haven't missed a day and it's 
you know, to finally realise how important this is through that direct experience, you know, mm. has eventually now led me to um, becoming a one giant mind meditation teacher. Meditation. You know, yeah. so that I guess my, you know, we all have a story and a message. You know, the medium is the message. There's so many of us mediums out there. And I felt like I had something to share and, and this would be by teaching others to meditate with yeah. a very simple technique. And, and then Nourish Melbourne, I want to go back a little bit. Um, as I was building this community of uh, contacts, of amazing people doing um, wonderful things to help others with their well-being, I... Like, what am I going to do with this? There's mm. almost like a little black book of all these great people. and It is like that a little bit it. when you look at it, actually. Look at the site. Yeah, it's like a little black book that you can tap into yeah. of all the different modalities. Yeah. That's right. And I don't, you know, I guess in a, in a sense, yes, it is a directory, but it is a very small and curated and trusted directory. So it's more like a online community uh when i think of directory to me it's like yellow pages like yeah. you know that sort of thing that you yeah. just write in a very static type website or you know one without that connection that human connection so um yeah we i came up with the idea for a membership a membership for both individuals mm -hmm. and the businesses who are in the space of um, healing, natural therapies, um, products, even, you know, getting your hair coloured organically, all these yeah. certain things that, you know, to keep ourselves well and make conscious decisions about our well-being. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful. And, yeah. and so, yeah, this membership was now nearly six years ago. Six years. Is that how long it's been? Yeah. Yeah, I've been following you all that time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I know. know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, six years since I launched the membership and a new website and, you know, it allows individuals to be a member and gain all of these offers um, when it comes to, say, seeing an organic hair salon or doing mm. yoga at certain places, Pilates, movement, um, to your kind of Reiki healing, hypnotherapy, all of it. it it's yeah. like a health membership, you know, like, it's like a preventative health membership, mm. that, that one you don't go to when you're sick. It's, it's to keep you well and rewarding people for choosing to look after themselves with, yeah. you know, but, you know, member prices at these services. And in return, I love what you've just said there, Tash. Rewarding, rewarding mm. of taking care of yourself because, as a wellness practitioner, and, and you know, as someone who's so passionate about supporting with holistic well being, just those words you used are so resonant because we so often, you know, not all of us, <laughs> I'm saying this as a generalized statement, but can be so. Um, aware of taking care of ourselves when we get sick but the whole idea of preventative medicine seems like oh there is still a sort of a feeling of that won't happen to me or mm -hmm. I don't need to worry about that you know but it's so important it's just so important I mean I know that personally for myself in my own life the preventative me medicine and yeah. preventative measures to take care of ourselves so I love that your that your beautiful 
you know, membership site is about rewarding oneself for taking care of oneself and actually leaning into that beautiful preventative measures. Yeah. Yeah. And through, I guess, you know, going straight to some amazing practitioners, Mm. you know, maybe, yes, I haven't met them all, but we do, you know, you want a great naturopath, great. We've got ones that members have been to, I, I know very well, or, you know, you want a Reiki practitioner or whatever it is, Mm. it is kind of this trusted guide and yeah, you get rewarded, you know, look after yourself and financially rewarded and you you're part of this community that can support you in thriving and 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 living well you know Mm. again because this does go back at at, you know to what i experienced growing up and i know that without this level of well-being you know this enjoyment of life and um you know the ability to do things like no one would take for granted like walk up a set of stairs or otherwise you know i've seen it i've seen it being taken away from people very dear to me um you know and it takes and you know i don't want it to take until that point someone either gets very sick or you know to want to make a difference to their well-being Mm -hmm. i just think you know and even right now during this pandemic time and time of virus you know all of a sudden i think well-being is you know more of a priority for a lot of people all of a sudden i hope so all of a sudden it's all about our immunity and this and that and there are so many ways we can boost our immunity and not having mm-hmm. to look to just supplements all those sorts of things but yeah um yeah and also people who do live with health conditions as well, or chronic health conditions, you know, um, your membership site is a place for people to go to to help manage and and to help to better thrive in their lives as well. So, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, look, I have been, yeah, I know a few stories of our members, yep, who have, you know, are living with chronic health conditions or are living with... Um, you know, cancer relapses, Um, I know quite a few stories. And they're using our community, you know, they've got their naturopath, they've got their osteo, um, they've got the hypnotherapist, um, the counsellor. You know, it takes this team, but it doesn't mean you have to be diagnosed with a disease to have this team. No, it's always available to us and like anything, we shouldn't do it alone and mm. it's great to have such a, a great community of people yeah. around who are really interested. Yeah, it's beautiful what you've put together. And over six years, I hadn't realised it'd been that time. So how can people get involved? Yeah. How can people get involved, Tatch, if they would like to get involved? Yeah, so as an um, individual, if you'd like to become a member, um, you can just have a look at our website, nourishmelbourne.com.au under the membership section and right now I have a great six month um, membership offer um, which includes a bonus month and um, it allows you free access to our online workshops so you know given this time that we're in uh, we usually deliver workshops face to face but they're now online yeah and screen and they've been wonderful as well you know there's we've got this community of well-being experts 
adverts and they're, you know, giving out this information free to members or for a small price if you're not a member. And then, you know, even if you want to do some yoga at home or Pilates yeah. at home, all these are still available on top of um, like organic grocers and organic butchers and, you know, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. you're rewarded every time you use the membership. And if you're a business, you know, if you're a natural um, therapist and in any modality or you have a product that you'd like to share and join the community, there's more info under the um, Nourish Melbourne for Business part of yeah. our website. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I meet businesses, whether it's now online or usually yeah. in person. We catch up over a coffee or, or chai and, yeah, I just like to learn a bit more about them and, and what brings them to yeah. um, being of service, you know, through essentially building well-being in whatever they do. Yeah. You know, it can be so organic. Yeah, so that you really get to know your community, don't you? You really get to know all of the practitioners in your community. It's yeah, beautiful to do that. Yeah, and yeah. it's, um, you know, and for, for business, it, again, we haven't been able to catch up in person, but we often have, like, breakfast catch-ups and yeah. others have connected and collaborated and that's a beautiful thing, you know, mm. just, just that meeting, sharing, having that shared connection um, and you're seeing other ideas flourish it's amazing yeah that's beautiful yeah. yeah I think it's amazing what you've put together Tash so and I know that all listeners listening in so many I think well so many people in the wellness space especially have all especially if, if you're in Melbourne they've all heard of Nourish Melbourne so you know I mean it's quite yeah you've set up something that's really to me very inspiring and I think yeah that you inspire a lot of people by what you've created yeah yeah, yeah. look I've um yeah, look, I've done this while um, in between that had two, two mm. young ones. That's also in its own way, you know, becoming a mother and even the birth of anything, whether it's physical birthing of a child or birthing of an idea, just also changes you on a different level. Yeah. Um, for me, especially you know, with the birth of my second, um, something powerful shifted and this level of self-compassion and more of a sharing that I just want to give to, especially women, you know, um, has and was born at that point. And yeah. so the, the business itself has really evolved. I feel like, um, yes, you know, what we eat and how we move is very important, but I was missing such an important element around mental health, mindfulness, meditation, and yeah. just the power of the mind. Mm. And now it's all kind of linked in really nicely together. Yeah. But yeah. So as I've evolved, it's, you know, and having yeah. children, it, it's evolved in itself too. Well, that's a beautiful thing though, because I think that's just a natural sort of, you know, things do evolve through life as we change through life, then, you know, things that we do or things we're engaged in, especially if we have a business, then it's only natural that our business would evolve as our life evolves. So I suppose for you, it's been absolutely, you know, wanting it to evolve to be able to, for you to manage your family life as well as the business and you know, your passion now for meditation as well. So, yeah. Um, Tash... You know that I'm passionate about mental health and emotional well-being, as 
part of holistic wellbeing as well. Um, and I've been running some complimentary support sessions with my friend Steph, who's also a holistic counsellor and a meditation, a mindfulness teacher and a yoga teacher. So, um, yeah, we've been talking a little bit about meditation as just, you know, one of the practices that we do to manage mental health and emotional well-being. Um, it's certainly something that I have found has been so life-changing for me. Um, and I was one of those people who never thought that I would be able to meditate. I used to have a life that was um, very fast-paced, very busy. I was the person who would push myself and exercise, you know. I was a long-distance runner for the majority of my life. Until I until a health condition and I was not able to keep up with that pace anymore. And I was that person at that stage and I remember thinking, oh, I'll never be able to meditate. Oh, I never I'll never even be able to do yoga. It's just too much of a slow pace for me. But when I was able to actually start to meditate and to lean into a practice that I started learning many, many, many years ago, I will say. But um it's really only when I found Vedic meditation that I really, really felt like, ah, oh, I found my home here. This is actually a practice that I can really allow myself to sink into, allow myself to accept this, allow, I can feel that this is simple. It's actually effortless, even though some days I might have tension and pain that comes up for me. It, it simply is just a reminder to, sit in my chair <laughs> and have my mantra and just sit there for 20 minutes. Yeah. So. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't so that? I, have, I, mean, I found the benefits in my life and then I just wanted to turn it over to you because I, I know that you, you know, even though I have been taught to, to teach meditation, it's not something that I teach like you do. And I do it as just part of, our overall holistic wellbeing programs with clients, mm -hmm. but I know that it's a passion of yours to teach meditation, solely teach meditation. So mm -hmm. I know that it's so relevant to talk to you about, um, yeah, about that, about your experience with it, how it, some practical ways that it, it shifts things for you in your life and, yeah. Uh, like yeah. I said, yeah, well, firstly, firstly, there are so many misconceptions about what meditation is, what it needs to be. You know, just this week I finished teaching a course online and one of the participants, she just said, I can't believe how easy it is. Oh, so isn't that I lovely when people say that? I love it yeah, when people say that. I teach the one giant mind technique, which is also mantra-based. Yes. And some people might not know about know, that, Tash. So did you want to just talk about one about what the one giant mind technique is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mantra based. Now, I and I do explain this to my students too, so they understand um, the subtle differences between. So you've been talking about Vedic meditation. I've also yeah. learned Vedic meditation, as we said earlier on. Um, that is where you are trained by a Vedic meditation um, practitioner, and um, you receive a personalized mantra, which is essentially, um, you know, literally translates to mind vehicle. You yeah, know, you and it starts with a very short syllable that you repeat in your mind, and and that's really it. Very softly, mm -hmm. very effortlessly. Um, 
and in a Vedic um, setting, you'll have a beautiful ceremony and that initiation into the technique. And One Giant Mind is about, so that's a technique I teach, very same, similar, mm. or even the same in the technique, except um, the group or the students will receive the same mantra. So you won't receive a personalized mantra. Yeah. And again, it, the, the technique allows this um, level of, you know, deeper awareness um, mm. coming to play. And when that deeper awareness starts to happen, our, our body follows and moves into that really restful state, you know, receiving that deep rest. Again, mm. the same in Vedic meditation. And then others may have heard of transcendental meditation. This yeah. is also very, yeah. it's very similar, thing. isn't it? They're all, they're, yeah. Got a mantra, you, but, you know, um, yes, look, they've all been, um, just have their own name, but the, the technique is a transcending technique. Yeah. And it's very easy. And it's, yeah, this is the thing. Before I learned, I, I did a lot of other things like um, mindfulness meditation classes or being guided or going to a yoga studio and sitting there and being really uncomfortable on a little cushion and and thinking I know about, I really it, this is something I could talk about for ages about how I really believe meditation places should all offer chairs yes that's something I'm set about changing <laughs> a whole lot of things um, I hated that. I thought, why? I just, you know, yeah, my back was sore. I'd be sitting there like, I mm. need to get something. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, why does someone want to go back and do that? Um, mm. Yeah, I, yeah, the, the one that stuck was, you know, learning Vedic. But since mm. then, I've learnt, um, yeah, the co-founder of One Giant Mind, Johnny Pollard, started the teaching academy for one giant mind and it's really just making meditation more accessible to more people yeah um universal yeah. yeah universal because the mantra is universal isn't it that that you use for it too so yeah 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 so anyone who's learned around the world has the exact same mantra yeah 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 and yeah, like, like, and just we were just saying, a student this week, she just said, I can't, can't believe how easy it is to do this. Um, and I said, isn't that a lesson as to just, you know, in this technique about life and how we always think our answers need to be, um, our answers to our problems are harder than we think. Mm. Like a you know, tougher road to get to that place or it must be through strain and striving that we are successful. Isn't yeah. it amazing that, you know, when things flow, like when you're meditating and you fall into this beautiful place of pure awareness of what we are and then we start to see that more in our eyes open state, meaning yes. you know, about our day, yeah. Things flow more, answers come more easily. Yeah. Nothing's hard. Nothing, you don't suffer in things. It doesn't yeah. mean you stop feeling things, but we don't suffer in this yeah. kind of need to push and um, strain. I, I used to think that, especially when I started Nourish Melbourne, that I had to be up working at all hours of the night to really make progress. Mm. And I'm so glad that that, way of being has been 
being dissolved because it it serves no purpose to to really mm. what I now see as being successful. Yeah, I love and, you that you said that. And that's that another question that, yeah. yeah, that I think everyone should ask themselves, what is success to you? Mm, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. We agree yeah. we we agree on so many things, you and I, with things that I've seen you write and I've gone, oh, I'm just going to take a deep exhale because that's exactly how I feel. I've just felt for so long in my life and just all around me, just from life experiences, I guess, they change you in lots of ways. But, you know, just this whole concept for me that less is more in so many ways, less is more. Um, and just that what you said just really resonated as well that oh, even in these very strange times when we're all sort of even been self-isolating, there's still been this, this feeling amongst, maybe it's lessening off a little bit now, but a feeling of I've still got to do a lot. I'm still at home. You know, my life has changed and I'm still at home, but I've still got to be really productive. I've still got to take on this new creative project. I've still got to do this and I've got to fill all this time in with something new. And, you know, if there's still that pressure and expectation, even though the rest, we're sort of being forced to, to slow down and to rest and, and to accept what is really in the way that it is. I think it's taking many of us quite a while to adjust to that change and to actually go, you know what? it's okay if I use this time right now to be slowing down and resting. There's actually nothing that needs to be more from this experience, maybe just how it is right now, what I'm doing right now is enough. Um, but what you said is so beautiful about um, we do like to, as human beings, create things to be so hard in our minds. It's yeah, I think it's a natural thing that we do, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a conditioning of the Western yeah. world. Conditioning, yeah. That needs to be hard, that it needs to be the long, hard road, not the, you know, just flow and be more of you to allow yeah. things to happen in your life. Yeah. And, and, yeah, going back to the technique, it's just so funny because every time this comes up, I'm like, isn't it interesting? The technique is effortless. It's easy mm -hmm. we allow our thoughts we're not straining focusing you know trying to achieve a certain state even that you know yeah. trying to be something else not yeah. already there mm. yeah i think sometimes there there's so almost a resistance to to meditation sometimes when um people even think meditation is going to be hard work mm. I think, and sometimes there can be that stigma. I guess it's the same stigma that maybe still exists to some stage around mental health or caring for your emotional well-being. I was just talking about this with my friend Steph this morning. Um, even though we're, you know, many of us are feeling the effects of mental health and emotion on our emotional well-being right now, whether it's subtle or whether for some people it's really, really being affected. Um, but there's a stig there is still some sort of stigma around it, or maybe not wanting to sort of um, talk about it, maybe. Um, yeah. And there's a hardness that comes with it. And if only we could soften into that experience of what it is that we're experiencing, even if it is heightened anxiety, to soften into that experience of anxiety and say, okay, this is what's going on for me. It's okay that this is happening for me. It's okay. 
and what can I now do about it? It doesn't need to be hard to be doing something about it. In fact, this whole experience doesn't need to be so hard. It feels hard, but to actually support myself through this doesn't need to be hard. It can become easier, you know? Yeah. And I find that myself, like even when I'm, because I can feel anxiety at times, you know, and so obviously meditation is a reason why I meditate so that I can support myself and find my own inner calm. And um, even today in a day of where I've been feeling quite overwhelmed and heightened stress, you know, I've really just found that time of just sitting in my chair and meditating and just, yeah, just letting myself be with those feelings and emotions and just softening into that, allowing it, you know, allowing the flow of that and just bring such freedom, just bring such relief and just, you know, I'm okay with how I am today. This is okay. And this has really helped me in this moment, you know. Yeah, and isn't that, I find that softness is actually so powerful. Mm. Well, you know, that softness and surrendering, again, the the common worldview is that it's it's weak it's um or any other definition of weak mm-hmm. when it that softening and actually surrendering and letting go and flowing is so powerful you know for someone to know their what they are and and that they are you know exactly as um nature is you know their relationship with nature yeah. and the cycles nature goes through we're all the same we're all one and the same you know and when you meditate you build this this knowing mm. that awareness is there and yeah you feel this emotional pain or sometimes anxiety comes up of course of course mm. agitation frustration except you know we develop this um capability and capacity of the witness and we witness these things and you know like I, I i think i put something on instagram this morning about you know we we are the blue sky we are the clear starry night and everything mm-hmm. else that comes in the way is just the weather yeah you know, impermanent yeah it'll go it'll keep moving so yeah. it's so wonderful to be just able to notice it mm-hmm. not to become wrapped up in it mm-hmm. not to believe that's actually what we are yeah. What would you what would you say, Tash, to someone who our internet connection's just up and down, just for any listener listening in, if our audio is not not perfect, then just so that you know that um I think our internet connection is just going in and out a little bit, but that's just the flow of an unedited and in the moment conversation. Sure. Um Tash, I wanted to ask you, um, when you teach meditation to someone and, and they say that some of these feelings are coming up um of resistance or um yeah just an uncomfortable feeling is coming up what do you how do you encourage them through that process of of just being with that emotion or the feeling or the pain um yeah how would you because i think this is the power of of why it's important to learn with someone or to be facilitated through some meditation process with someone so that they know what to do when some of those uncomfortable feelings come up yeah well that's it um as we know that this technique is very quick at dissolving stress. Um, another mm. way to say unstressing. And, you know, when you sit down to meditate and yes, thoughts, whether they're lovely thoughts, whether they're just thoughts about 
what you need to get done in the day or maybe their thoughts from, you know, some things that have happened in your life that you don't want to think about. Yeah. Um, again, I encourage my students to obviously the first thing is when you notice your thoughts, you come back to the mantra. And that's why that very special tool is there. Um, to also allow the thoughts and not try and, you know, for, you know, once they're noticed to put them away somewhere or try and avoid thinking of them and instead understand them as stress leaving the body through mm. this, you know, the stress, yeah. it's escaping. It's stress going. leaving the body. That's really beautiful. Yeah. It's going. <laughs> so you can say goodbye. Yeah. Dissolving, dissolving in a way. Yeah. It's leaving the body. Um, you know, I think though, if outside of that, outside of meditation in, in you know, day-to-day -day life, someone's experiencing ongoing anxiety and um, that feeling, I think, yes, maybe there is another way you need to support your mental health. And, you know, whether that's um, a type of counselling, holistic counselling, um, uh, trauma counseling, whatever it is that is driving this perhaps mm. anxious thinking or thoughts or past experiences to come up, yeah, you might need a, an extra set of hands on board to help. You can need a whole team and not to neglect that. Meditation yeah. is a wonderful tool to, you know, dissolve stress and, um, grow awareness in this state of being but yeah depending on the individual and what what they've been through in life you know there's gonna there potentially could be the need for additional help you know yeah. when it comes to mental health um, yeah it's interesting because i've spoken to so many people over the years who i mean meditation has has only benefits i say and people experience only benefits from meditation but sometimes it is interesting actually that something that come up that can come up through meditation is um, if someone has never before learned how to still their mind or has never before learned how to be with one's own feelings and emotions, then it is actually natural at times that things will come up to the surface. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, that might feel a little scary for someone at first. It might feel a little bit worrying, but then again, um, it's an opportunity to actually be then, you know, knowing that oh, I'll go and speak to someone about this because I'll actually be able to, to get to the root cause of this, to support myself even more and make my life open even more from this point, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah that opening up, I think, you know, because when things in our lives happen that are, are traumatic or um, emotionally significant, whether it's events or a relationship or something and you instead of facing it, we, we lock it in and we almost even then lock ourselves off from any future um, ability to love and connect with others or, um, you know, if it's from childhood that can be really rooted in the subconscious. So you start meditating, you start, almost like opening the gateways again, yeah. opening our energetic channels as well. 
you know, and this is what we need to do. Like energy wants to flow. It's the same with stress. Where can it go if you don't open up? How, how can it flow? How can love flow if those channels aren't open? Where does energy flow? You know, I know the feeling in my own body of energy of through stress and anxiety and past emotions of energy becoming stagnant and becoming physical emotions mm. of things. It's very real what can happen. So, um, right. Yeah, it's just such an important tool. And I just, Tash, I'd love you just to talk about just for a minute about how, what are some of the, the changes and shifts that meditation has personally made in your as yeah made in your own life in your own heart and life mm. it's the biggest one the connection with myself and the relationship i have with myself um it's moved from a like completely trying to change the way, you know, I've been through stages of exercising very hard and really straining my body to, I don't know, <laughs> be a certain um, waist circumference or whatever it was or drop to percentage of body fat and count calories. I've been there. Mm. I've been on this, you know, it's like this need to prove myself externally the way I looked. Instead of more listening to my story and learning, revealing more of myself and sharing from those gifts. And that was the way I would connect with people. But it was totally flipped before I learned meditation. It was such a, you know, I felt very needy of the world to, to fulfill that feeling of self-compassion. Yeah. And now it's flipped. It's... It's that fulfillment from within and this time we're in right now only reflects that, you know, that you can tell amongst meditators, we've adapted very easily to, you know, all of a sudden being in isolation and all of a sudden, you know, not being able to do certain things. We're, cut, we're okay. We're okay. Yeah. Because we don't, we don't need, you know, not needy of going to certain places or showing ourselves in certain ways and, having to be seen to be um, of service to the world. Yeah. Anxiety, definitely, it's, I mean, it's hardly there. Yes, I feel the, the moments, but it's a very quick ability to witness it as not part of me, not, not something that is a threat to my well-being. Yeah. It's that it's kind of going, oh, I see what's happening here. And you're very, very quick to go, okay, and then you think of all these other ways to support yourself and be kind to yourself. Yeah. All right, maybe I need to get off the screen today. Yeah. Maybe I don't need another Zoom call today with however many people. I know. Um, that's know, awesome, isn't it, some days? <laughs> oh, it is, but, you know, you get better at managing that flow and because you're kind to yourself, you can go, yes, I can do that on that day, but you know, all of a sudden so many people are asking of you, you can actually say no more yeah. easily. And you yeah. say it with the um, ability to convince yourself you're happy with that answer. Yeah. Not like, oh, I don't want to say no and oh, I should say yes. And it's like, no, I can't do that today or tomorrow. Maybe next it week. It comes naturally. It's like a natural yeah. extension. And it's it comes like across in a natural and beautiful way as well because... 
you know, you're so sure of it within, within oneself that, you know, it's only, the message is only imparted in a really authentic way anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's no need to say sorry, sorry for it. Like this yeah. just like, oh, sorry, I was late or sorry, I forgot to do this or I think sorry is used way too much. And, um, you know, when you're comfortable in, in your knowing and, and that have that awareness, you know, you don't, there's no need to be sorry for anything. Yeah. 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 That's that's a word that gets thrown around a bit. Um, And, you know, my, my relationship. Yeah. So first and foremost with myself who's very strong and this is why I can now speak with, with a knowing. I used to be very nervous even just speaking, whether it was like this to a group. That's why I could have never imagined that I'd end up teaching meditation. But, you know, when you reveal more of you, it's so easy to, to share and for it to feel easy and not, um, it's not just about that nervousness yeah. or forced or yeah, yeah. it's um and just flow the flow yeah. and the trust of everything that's going on yeah um that deeper connection to you know for me it's brought um i've then gone and completed my reiki as well so I've become very interested in just all things um energy and and self-healing and all the ways we can support ourselves you know it's just opened up so many doors Mm. so many doors i feel like yeah i'm always just meeting incredible people Mm. you know and it's no coincidence i don't believe in the word coincidence actually that's another thing i think we're exactly where we need to be doing what we need to do because of the work we've done and that groundedness in being that allows these relationships and connections to occur. I have found that very much so, especially, well, always, but especially more in these current times, actually, where I've found that it's really interesting that some of the things that have happened or um, thoughts or experiences I've had or circumstances, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense to me. <laughs> why those things have sort of happened or why they've been happening because it's almost like with these changing times and my own meditations at the moment have been really deepened a lot actually and I'm that hasn't surprised me either I think because of the changes going on around Mm -hmm. um and then my reconnection with certain people with those relationships that have deepened and I don't know it's just been a very interesting time of um of reflection and understanding of awareness within myself but understanding of others who are coming into my life or who are who have you know just the reason that you know Mm. I I believe like you do in in things aren't a coincidence there's always there is the right timing for certain things to to be evolving I guess it's that whole thing that you were talking about at the start about the the evolving of your business what's the evolving of the day of each day through change and time Yeah. yeah everything with a life i guess businesses are have a life of its own relationships are a life of their own it's not about just two people it's about this relationship that forms it's got its own heartbeat in a way you know it's got its own life and everything that's living will evolve 
mm. will go through you know, these cycles of creation, maintenance and dissolution. Yeah. And we're the same. Yeah. The same in our physical body. You know, our physical body will be, we're, we're born, we become adults and then we slowly, <laughs> we start to dissolve and gravity yeah. takes, you know, takes its effect. And, but every day we're, we're seeing that with, well, for us humans anyway, we watch the sun rise and, and go up into the sky, then set. Yeah. The sun's actually always out there. Isn't that funny that it's, it's our point of view that it sees the sun rise, <laughs> go up into the sky and then set. Yeah. I think that's interesting. But, you know, everything has a cycle, but it doesn't mean it has to end, you know, so we evolve. It just means once you get to the end of something, you're going to upgrade and then you're going to upgrade again. Yeah. And that's also what happens with meditation because you find your old ways are no longer serving you. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. There's no other choice. It's, no. it's the choice that's given to you. <laughs> Go forward. Yeah. 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 yeah it's beautiful, Tasha. Yeah. Before we finish, I just, I think it might be really helpful for any, I would like to ask this question on behalf of any mothers who are listening in because you have two children. And I hear mm. a very common question that's asked of me, but Katie, how can I fit in meditation when I have two young children? Now you would hear this all the time, Tash. So I'm going to ask you as a, as a mum to two very young children, what would you be your answer to that to women who have children who are feeling, yeah, that they would love to learn mm. to meditate or to love to have this practice, you know, for their own mental health and emotional well-being, but their whole well-being. What would you say to them about that? Uh, as mothers, you know, 20 mothers listening, these little people, little beings that are entirely dependent on you, you and, and you know, hopefully, or whether there's, yeah, whether it's just you as a mother or there's mother and father, they are so dependent on you and how can we not give ourselves as mothers this time to dissolve this stress and be, you know, connect, connected not only with ourselves but with our children on such a deeper level. You know, they need to, you know, we need to go through this time of raising kids knowing that we're giving our best to ourselves therefore our best to them it's i think of the whole you know when you get on an airplane and they they say right you put your own mask on before you help children um you know these children are like sponges they watch everything they feel everything Mm -hmm. let's not forget about our you know our presence in being and that that energetic quality of as well, not just what comes out of our mouth, but that being. And these children will definitely absorb all of that from their mothers, first and foremost because from the time of conception to then the birth and um, I've been through having one um, not being a meditator, then having learnt meditation and gone through conception, pregnancy, birth and beyond being a meditator very stark differences in um, that feeling of groundedness, in that feeling to um, really enhance the quality time or the quality of the time we spend together. Mm. Um, That, you know, 
to me, it's the effect has been so profound that I just cannot miss a meditation. Firstly, for myself, but knowing that if I'm, you know, arrive at whether it's speaking to them, playing with them, you know, my best self, then they are they are gaining something so amazing. Mm. I just yeah, I cannot yeah, yeah cannot miss it, and that's why I don't miss my meditations. How I do make you, them a problem. Yeah, do you do it? Do you meditate first thing in the morning? Tash, do you, are you able to do that as your routine? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I guess everyone's, especially with kids, everyone's situations are going to be different in terms of when kids wake up and yeah. and all of that. Uh, yeah. My situation is that I, I do, they, my two will wake up around the same time each morning. So I know when I need to get that morning meditation in and I get up early to do it. Yeah. You know, it's it's just what's got to be done. I guess there'll come a time you, know, you want to make, make it happen. There'll come a time soon as they grow older that you'll be able to include them in your meditation process. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Is there any mother I get the message that met that the times can be fluid and and flexible and creative around what your family needs are as well. It's just as long as you're yeah, in this is it. Yeah, you have that time. Yeah. yeah, and you know if if you're a mother with you know you've got a husband or partner around, ask them, you know, I ne- I'm going to go and sit down and meditate now. Do you mind just, you know, being in charge of the little ones or, you know, and I feel like if, if you're in a supportive relationship, that's, you know, there shouldn't be any hesitation or resistance there. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how also I've gone about it, and especially for the second meditation. It's usually the case. We're like, okay, everyone, my husband's there. I'm off to do my meditation and yeah. that's it. Mum goes off and comes back. Yeah. And it's done. I refreshed a new woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I, I think it comes down to how much, how much do you feel you deserve this time for yourself? And it's hard. It's hard because at the beginning you can, you know, we're conditioned to think everything else around us is more important than us. Yeah, even when that is so powerful, though, in saying, you know, you know, in saying, you know, how can I, how can I not do this for myself? Because this is going to not only benefit myself, but gosh, how it's going to benefit my children and my relationship with my children, you know, because that the energy that you spoke about is so powerful. So not just the words spoken, energy. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it take one person in a household to be meditating for the effects to. Even if it's to your partner or an other adult in the family, but the kids, the kids are very receptive to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so powerful to even then watch them grow yeah. with that. You you know, and they they already have that knowing. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Tash. That's beautiful. Before we close the episode, is there anything else that you feel called to share before I? I close our beautiful. I think I've already shared about Nourish Melbourne and becoming a member. Like really, I think I if you're you want to just remind us again about the special that's on at the moment. I think I'd love listeners to to take up that offer. Yeah, it's, it's seven months for seventy nine dollars. It's usually six months for eighty nine. So I've kind of um, yeah just made it a little bit sweetener 
sweeter for the times that need sweetening and yeah. and during this time we're not being able to run online uh, sorry in uh, live workshops they're online and they're free for members yeah. um, covering physical emotional spiritual well-being um, and there's a lot of online then other offers you can take advantage of even if even if it means seeing a practitioner online I hear that's still been working well for people and I saw a kinesiologist. I had a kinesiology session remotely and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Again, so you can use your membership to get your member prices on on these services. Um, so, and in terms of location, um, you know, a lot of people love shopping at the likes of Ripe Organics in Pran Market or Hagen's Organic Butchers if, if they're meat eaters and all these other just great ways to make use of the membership heaps of ways right and um they also get uh offer to learn meditation with me so i'm teaching meditation at the moment you can find more about that um on the nourish melbourne website under events and before my own website is finished it's in the works but a separate meditation website and yeah, I'm teaching every couple of weeks at the moment. So it's it's across three evenings and yeah, I'd love love to teach some of your your listeners. Make sure that I put that in the details below. Yeah. yeah. Tash, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so beautiful to have a conversation with you. I'm really looking forward to having a coffee with you in person. Hopefully uh, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Yeah, we all hope so, don't we? But Thank you so much for joining today and for the listeners. Um, yeah, I know that listeners will have loved listening in. So thanks, Tash. And um, yeah, just as I close this episode today, I just wanted to thank you all for listening in and to this beautiful conversation. Um, and yeah, if you would like to continue a conversation with me after this episode at all or to work with me, then you can find me And I welcome you to connect at my website at katiejanewellness.com. And just a little note that um, I've been running some complimentary support sessions with my dear friend, Steph. And um, you can find the details about uh, an extended offering that we are doing from those support sessions, which is a six-week group mentoring and support space that really is, um, yeah, grounded in our both our compassion and passion for supporting people with mental health and emotional well-being, especially through these times. Um, so I'd invite you to go and have a look at that as well. And yeah, thank you so much for listening in. Um, and it's been such a delight to share this conversation with you today. And until next time, I'll just say bye for now.